We are the Coin Boys, your average everyday crypto bros. That's right. It's Andy, producer BTW, and of course Danny Goots. What's up, dude? What's up, everybody? Uh, so it's really great to be back on an episode where we have a guest host who I'll get to in, in a quick second. But I just want to talk to you real quick, Daniel, uh, and remind uh, people that thanks for the 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 reviews on the the McAfee episode. Yes, please, and continue rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, SoundCloud and Google Play anytime. And uh, that was just last week. And then we had the Lincoln Method episode, which was actually about, this isn't about an ICO. This is about an educational program that's founded in Pakistan about teaching crypto through videos and children. Uh, and once again, if you haven't gotten to see that video, that little girl who teaches you about blockchain it's is adorable. It's so cute. <laughs> um, and anyway, so of course, we have uh, Wendy O with us. Wendy, what's up? Thanks for being on the show. I'm so excited to have you on the show, actually. Hey guys, how are you? I'm so happy to finally be on and talking to you guys. Yeah, so it's a pleasure for us as well. Yeah, and uh, I know we've been kind of trying to work out to get you on. And of course, we know you in real life because we've been to your meetups, but you're kind of like a social uh, crypto meetup host, uh, YouTube kind of creator, and you also do chart stuff, right? Yes, I do. I'm actually involved in a little bit of everything in this space, which I love. And that's why I love this space so much is because literally anybody from anywhere can just start doing something and just you never know where you're going to end up. It's awesome. And uh, thank you for hosting those meetups that we've gone to, by the way. Uh, it's I the drinks were always delicious. There. <laughs> well, uh, just like we're all in the Southern California area. Uh, and uh, obviously, Wendy is known for, you know, you're kind of starting this nice little there's other events as well, like blockchain beach and stuff. But I think you're trying to build like kind of this LA, you know, S Southern California community, right? I mean, I feel like that's what's happening, at least. Yeah. Just like, and to be honest too, like when I went to Voice of Blockchain Chicago, like anytime I go somewhere to a conference or like whatever it is, wherever I end up, I want to do a meetup. And the reason why I want to do a meetup, and I like to do like the networking meetups, just like purely informal and fun. Like obviously I have my my traditional um, TA educational one I do over at Crypto Space San Pedro. But I think it's really important for our community to get together and just talk and hang out because we're so small and like at the end of the day it's I feel like it's kind of like us against like the no coiners and there's so many more of them than us and I just want everyone to be together and like to support each other and you know just have fun uh, completely agreed and then on that same topic it's also if you do end up meeting a no coiner embrace them you gotta you gotta you gotta have them on we gotta get them onto our side versus shaming them out of it <laughs> I totally and I'm totally with you on that too. Like I spend mo like because I go to um, I go to school, so I spend most of my day doing that and talking to no coiners about you know crypto and different things mm -hmm. and different opportunities. And then like when I go to the grocery store, I have my ask me at a whole hodl shirt on. Like and I try to talk to people about it, but I get a lot of blank stares. So it is it is kind of frustrating. And that's why I like to do our meetups with um, with the crypto people just to kind of bring us together and unite and just remember like why we're all here and what we're all trying to do. That's definitely why Andy loves them too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's funny because the the term no coiner didn't really exist, but now it does. It definitely does because there really is a separation, I think. And um, I think that I agree. I think that, and I've been trying to go to more meetups. I think it's so important to, even if it's just crypto people talking in person, I think it's super important. I mean, we're all on crypto tw Twitter. We meet on the crypto Twitter. A lot of us have. And I think it's important, though, to try to meet in person. Like what you guys did in Chicago, if a lot of people know, a lot of people on the show have been on the, from the crypto Twitter. So we all saw like you guys together in, in Chicago. So I think that's yeah. really cool. And then we're going to Vegas. And I don't know, Wendy, that's are you going to Vegas? 
Yeah, I'm going to be, there's a convention I think I'm going to, I think it's like the 14th of October. I don't remember what it's called because I'm so horrible, but I think I'm going to go to that one. I don't know if I'm going to do a meetup or not just because of the schedule, but I'm doing a meetup for sure. More Coin is sponsoring it and it's going to be at their restaurant off the strip called The Blind Pig. It's going to be on November 1st and I'm probably oh, going to wow. have it from 7 to 10. Nice. Excellent. Now, um, you definitely focus on charting and we don't, yeah. we don't really talk too much about price, but... Charting is definitely something that people should at least know about. So for a complete beginner like myself, who I just started to learn how to do it, um, like what are some resources that you kind of tell a complete noob to go so look at? What I, what I like to tell people is TradingView is free and Coinigy is free and you can both subscribe or you could both sign up and you guys can use them for free. Like Coinigy, um, you do have to pay a subscription after 30 days, but you can use multiple email addresses and they're probably going to hate that I'm saying that because I'm a Coinigy sponsored artist. <laughs> so. <laughs> but that's you can do. But on, honestly, like get a Coinigy account, get a... Um, get a trading view and just start drawing lines on the chart. Like another thing I used to do is I used to follow like larger accounts on Twitter and I used to kind of see what they were doing. And then I would kind of compare my stuff to their stuff. And I learned that way. And like, then I would Google, like I would hear, heard of things called Bollinger bands or the Ichimoku clouds or like trend lines and all those things. So then I would Google it and I would see what the actual meaning was. And then I kind of just, I kept charting. I literally just started charting every single day. I learned support and resistance really well. And that's it. Like it's, it's charting is hard it's not easy but at the end of the day i feel it's important for every single person whether you're a hodler or not like if you can get like if you can get a better entry than somebody else like you want to do that because you're saving money in the long run and then you can put more money into crypto yeah absolutely and, and if there's one big mistake every newbie makes that you could if you could tell them to avoid or one big lesson that you made from a big mistake you've made what would you tell them i'm going to tell you too Number Go one, don't it. buy anything that anybody on crypto Twitter is shilling ever. And <laughs> two, you don't, if you see, buy a red candle. You always buy the red candles. You don't want to buy a green candle. Like buy some, you want to, that's why we say BTFD. Like buy the yes. dip. <laughs> uh, buy the fucking dip. Let's do this. Um, sweet. Okay. Uh, I completely agree with all that, all of that as well. I've, uh, I've made my own mistakes to following some crypto Twitter people. And uh, it bit me in the butt. <laughs> yeah, I'm personally not a big chart person, but I appreciate, like, I actually see that you do coin requests and stuff, and that's cool because you interact and engage with your audience. And I, I, I love that about uh, people that I see on the crypto Twitter, and I know you're very much, like, into engagement and working with your fan base. So that's awesome. And yeah, like, like, and I, that's why my DMs are open. Like, obviously, I do get some weird ones, but at the same time, too, I try to I keep them open, and that's why I do. That's why I do. I'll never join a paid group to where I'm charging people for my TA because, me personally, I'm able to monetize in other ways, so I don't have to do that. And I don't think it's really necessary um, for me to do that because I can just post my stuff for people on Twitter, and that's what I that's what I like to do. That's what makes me happy. That's what makes me happy. Like, I didn't have I had a mentor when I first started that kind of helped me with market cycles and the psychology behind everything but at the end of the day i didn't have anybody that helped teach me charting and if i can help somebody or make somebody's day or you know teach them like one little thing and it will help them in the long run that's what i want to do i want to give back to the community any way i can and be helpful that's what i'm all about free education cool and one like kind of fun one if you don't mind answering before we get into our block news segment uh how did you actually discover cryptocurrency if you can remember like the moment you kind of had that that intro into this world that we've all had 
So two things. So one in like 2011, 2012, a family member, Andy, which I did a, um, <laughs> I did name. a little, um, a periscope vid with me and him. He actually had, he was living with me and he asked me, he said, he said, can I borrow your credit card to buy some Bitcoin? I'm like, what the fuck is Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a, that's a very risky question to ask. Like, he's like, it's a, he is, he's like, it's like electronic money. I'm like, what do you need this electronic money for? He's like, I'm going to buy computer parts. And I'm like, you're not buying computer parts. Like, I know you're doing something you're not supposed to do. Like, whatever. I'm like, no, you're not. Like, I don't even think I had a credit card then. I was like in my early 20s. I was like, no, you're not going to use my credit card. And then I kept here. And then years later, like in like 2016, 17, I started hearing about it on Libertarian Radio. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to be, and I used to be really, really financially conservative. And then one day I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to invest. So I decided to, I remember the day I did too, like I was, I took money out of my savings. I signed up a Coinbase account and I just bought Bitcoin, Ethereum and Litecoin. And that was it. And from that moment on, the volatility got me super excited and I just became obsessed and fell down the rabbit hole. Yeah. It's, it's not a terrible rabbit hole to be. It's a it's a beautiful rabbit hole. It's, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I remember sweating when I first went onto Coinbase. <laughs> uh, I know. That's it's funny. scary because you're like, what is like, you don't know. Like, it's different from buying stocks or from investing in a four. It's completely different because it's the wild, wild west. Yeah. You're like, did it, did it work? I hope it worked. Like, did it go through? Did I have all my like 9 million numbers and characters? Like, you know. We, we, we made it through, though, guys. We made it through. Yeah, we're here. And actually, we're glad that you could join us because we love having guest hosts on our news segment, which is called Block News. And uh, we're just going to go down a gambit of topics and, and, and articles. All right, let's do this. So it's been a long time just off the top, Wendy. We haven't had a chance to do a Block News episode for a while. Yes. Um, so I'm really excited uh, to talk about some current events and stuff that's going on and, and topics, too. We're going to bookend this with some topics. Um, off the top, we're going to actually do one that Daniel kind of wants to kind of dive into, and uh, we're going to talk about it. So it's why do we fight for cryptocurrency and why is it important to the world? Daniel, so, what are you getting at? So basically, I understand that a lot. we've gotten a lot of new listeners in these past few months because of all the interviews we've been doing. And um, thank you for sticking around and, and, and checking us out. Uh, our biggest message, our, our biggest thing is why even do this? Why are we in this space? Why, why, why do we care about crypto and why should we continue to spread the word, much like a religion, uh, about crypto and Bitcoin and Litecoin and things like that? So... Um, I wanted to take us back a little bit today. Uh, oh, wow. If I told you. Wendy, are you okay with this? I'm, I'm just good. checking. I'm with it. I'm, I, I love know. to talk about like anything. You I'm know, just you giving him. Me life, you know I don't shut up. Good. So. If, <laughs> if I were to tell you there's a business that I know that gets almost $1 billion in profits per year, if not more, more so, would you guys be happy? How would you guys feel about that, that you guys can possibly get in on the action? Well, I would want to get in on the action. Why not? Depending, just just as long as it's like ethical, then why not? Of course. And it is completely ethical. Absolutely. If the company is humane and there's no ill intent with their product, I will... Assuming so, yeah, I agree. I would probably I do agree. it. Well, you are all currently already in on this wonderful, wonderful business. What is it, America? It is the banking system, folks. Oh, Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's so, sort of true. It's absolutely true because how do they make their money? 
by charging uh, you. Don't they just print it in PC? And that as well. <laughs> like legitimately, that's it. I was going through this list here, guys, of how m- how much each CEO made every year, uh, made in 2017 for, for, for m- banks. For banks. Okay. All right. You guys want to guess how much the number one made? A lot, like probably over a million dollars. I'm going to say 10 mil. Oh, okay. 28.2 million. Whoa. And guess who that is? I'm going to say Walmart. Our friend, Mr. Jamie Dimon, JP Morgan Chase. Ah. That's like too much money for one person. That's one. Behind him is James Gorman for Morgan Stanley, 22.5 million. Behind him is Lloyd Blankfein from Goldman Sachs, 22.3 million. Brian Brian Moynihan, who is not from SNL, by the way. Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, 20.2 million. And the list just gets slightly smaller nice, after uh, that is it's, it's a nice weekly going. paycheck and, yeah. and here's the thing these were the this was the same amount of money that they made in 2007 why is that bullshit do you guys remember uh well, was, when the thing happened like we crashed that's right? when we bailed them out and they still walked away with that amount of money great movie with uh steve carell yes i love that movie don't remember uh, the, big like the big short the big short the big short uh, if you guys haven't seen The Big Short, by the way, everybody go out there and watch The Big Short. It's a really interesting movie. It's really edgy. I mean, I know it's like a Hollywood movie, but at the same time, I feel like it really kind of not dumbs stuff down, but it makes it to where you can like the average person can understand kind of what happened. I know there's probably so much more backstory to it, but I think it's a very it's very important for people to see like what happened and how things happened. Absolutely, Adam McKay is the director of that one. He's uh, he comes from comedy. He made he comes from uh, anything Will Ferrell did, uh, yeah. basically. And he's just really pissed off too. Absolutely pissed off. So check that movie out. Uh, and also just the, these people are taking our hard-earned money. Whether or not we bailed them out, which I'm already pissed off that we bailed them out to begin with, but these people are taking our hard-earned cash. Just to hold it. Just to hold our money. Well, not only that too, like when you take a loan out, like I understand like there's costs that go with that. Like you obviously have to pay the underwriters mm-hmm. and the, the lending agent and all the loan officer, all that stuff. I understand there's people with jobs and they need to get paid. But at the same time, like I'm a homeowner and the cost to buy a house in Southern California, not only is like the cost so expensive for property, but all the little costs that go with it. Like you think like when you think you're putting a down payment on a house, you're like, okay, I'm going to put 10% down or 20% down. You're actually paying like, let's say you want to put $10,000 down. You're actually going to be paying like $15,000 with all your fees and all your stuff. Like, it's, it's absolutely insane. It's astronomical. It's 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 highway, it's robbery, basically, what it is. So you don't, I, I, I w- stuff. You don't. You don't need it. Yeah. So I, I would be more in, you know, this is why we, one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why we want crypto. Take yes. back some of the money that we're just throwing away at these people and those numbers that i'm giving you are just the ceo's money that's just what they made that's not including other ceos uh, other other people on the on the board underneath them or or the workers yeah so it's ridiculous nobody needs that right uh just to mention a couple things sure on my side sure Uh, not that i have i don't disagree i just mean in crypto, though, there's no. The whole point is there's no institution. Mm-hmm. Yet we have ICOs that claim to have CEOs. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Another thing is that Bitcoin people that were involved in Bitcoin in the early days, there's some millionaires involved in crypto too. And I'm not upset with that. Now these people are being paid by institution where there are cryptocurrencies that have foundations that pay them too. So right. 
there are still cryptocurrencies that are following this kind. We've interviewed people. We've but asked why you have a CEO. They're, what they're bank, what most of them you bank on. You know what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What most of them, I, I'm, and I'm not upset with that to an extent. What most of them are banking so on. So you're sort of upset? Mm, not really. I mean, I can't, I can't say yes or no. It just, I'm, I'm upset if they're pulling a scam. But if they're not pulling a scam and they're genuinely giving us something, what, what they're doing is they're investing in the business. And so they're going to make hundreds of millions, hopefully, if it's successful, based on their own personal investment and how they manage to either delegate the coins, delegate the tokens, whatever they want to do. And I'm okay with that. As long as I agree with what they're doing, the product that they're trying to push out and, and, and let it and and make everything and you know, not scam anybody. Right. Basically. I, I agree with that too, because I believe that entrepreneurs, like we invest something called opportunity costs. I do that with myself, with like with my brand and what I do. And I have a company, um, a crypto company with two partners. We're trying to create well, we have created something. It's still kind of under wraps right now. But we're investing our time and we're investing our money and our opportunity costs. So I believe that we should be able to reap the rewards, but I believe with that you need to be honest. And I feel that there's a lot of ICOs and a lot of these companies that they are not like they don't have like they don't report their earnings like traditional companies do because there's laws to protect that you know are supposed to protect like you know the the consumers people when they buy stocks and bonds and all that stuff yes. but i think crypto we are the wild west and we don't do that and i feel like there needs to be these teams these companies these icos there needs to be some sort of accountability with that because i feel like a lot of these companies are just taking they're taking money and they're making all these promises. They're not fulfilling it. And it's really frustrating and upsetting. Yeah, I completely agreed. Uh, that's why, unfortunately, we have to do our own research now. Yep. Bullish on D-Y-O-R. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, uh, talking about uh, ICOs and cryptocurrencies that are that we know, uh, there's one called EngineCoin. Wendy, have you heard of EngineCoin before? Yes. I was actually, I was actually looking. Are, I don't want to say that they're a gaming thing. They are. Yes, they are. Yeah. I was looking to swing to swing trade them, and I didn't because I my bid never got filled. I'm sure it would have if I would have left it in there. But yeah, I I I do. I'm a little tiny bit familiar with them. Yeah, so there's actually some relevant news, and obviously uh, there's a little bit of a gaming centric. Uh, uh, we always touch on at least one gaming crypto centric article on here because because I'm very into gaming and I kind of come from that space. But uh, so. Uh, First off, announcement is that we are actually having the CTO of EngineCoin and also the VP of Communications on an episode to talk about actually what they have released. So we were just talking about ICOs mm -hmm. and how they might be talking about technology they have or cryptocurrency they're selling. But this EngineCoin, they worry about their technology and what it could do. They don't. The coins are not necessarily being used to trade for money. They're actually non-fungible, connected to... Uh, which can get technical for gamers if you're yeah. not familiar, is basically skins and items in the game that go on the blockchain that you own and not the developers. And EngineCoin's using their blockchain technology to do that. So the news, though, is that seven developers have actually come on, developers of video games uh, have come on and signed on that they are going to connect their uh, games to the blockchain. This reminds me of the show uh, oh, Silicon uh, Valley. Oh, yeah, Silicon so Valley. So the, the scene in Silicon Valley is that he's created decentralized internet, and he brings in seven companies that are going to start the internet launch with him. Ah. So it's very similar in my eyes. This is like a like he got 17 games to join the blockchain. What do you think about that idea, Wendy, of like, these are actual companies that are like agreeing with EngineCoin. They've signed on. They're actually going to give their product to their blockchain and everyone's going to be connected on one blockchain. 
So I don't like, and I'm the first one to admit all, when I hear about all this technology stuff, I know the technology is so important for blockchain and for cryptocurrency and for our community as a whole, but I'm going to be very honest. I don't understand how a lot of it works because it's not tangible and it's something that's very hard for me to understand. But what, what I want to take from this story is the fact that you have, you're talking about seven different developers from already established companies and they're taking their product and they are putting it on the blockchain. And the fact that they are doing that, that is bullish news for the community <laughs> well i mean that's great uh actually it did it did i mean i don't like talking about price but it did jump it did jump a little bit because um was... but uh wendy when you were growing up did you ever collect anything anything at all uh did i collect stuff like, probably i okay when i was really little i used to like like animal toys okay so like, probably like those and like i like i know what you're talking about like putting like actually recording it and having it put on the blockchain that's really cool yeah. So essentially, we're gonna get really into that, but I'm gonna do it in a really, a really easy way to explain what apparently Engine Coin is gonna do. So, say I'm in game A, and game A is a fantasy game where I fight with a sword. Not Sonic. The not, well, it not, could be. It could be. It could but, be. <laughs> but in this case, I have a sword that I created in this video game, and mm -hmm. I could store that one item on this blockchain, and then say, you know what, I'm gonna play game B. And then I'm going to go to game B and be able to take that item from game A that I put on the blockchain and use it in game B. Meaning I own the right to that item, not the developer of game A. Does that make sense? I, this is like the best way to describe it. So it's literally these in-game, tangible in-game digital items being used on a blockchain to be inter interused with different games. My only Which, question about that it's is, weird. Okay, it's like, different. Let's, say playing, let's, say, let's say you're playing Mortal Kombat and mm -hmm. Street Fighter. And you want to bring Sub Zero Sword from Mortal Kombat over to Street Fighter to like I don't even remember the characters' names, but like with that, so you're saying that's possible? Yes, with it? possible. But again, the developers have to agree to figure oh. out how to develop that onto the blockchain so that that so yeah, they're the developers would have to cross integrate and and agree and like legally agree to so how they want to do it, similar to how movies are doing it nowadays with. You know, the whole Marvel and DC whole situation. Like, Marvel can't do a full-on Avengers movie because this person owns Spider-Man and this person owns X-Men. Whereas, yeah. so it's kind of It's like pretty that. interesting. And I think, like, that's why I like to talk about crypto gaming coins because a lot of them are like this. There's a lot of this space where they're doing these tangible digital items in-game. It's like Crypto Kitties, but instead you're using it in video games. You know, you're, like, you're like storing them all together. So I just want to announce that because... The timing is very good for us that we're able to get the CTO on. So we could go into a very detailed interview with them. And that will be later this month. But I'm going to move on to the next topic, and it's Firefox. Daniel, what's going on with Firefox? Well, Firefox has announced that in their next version, uh, in the future versions of their web, browse, web browser, that they will be blocking crypto jacking malware on their system. They are not going to allow anybody to install any crypto jacking malware onto their browser. To which I say, you weren't doing that before? So what is that for people that might not know? So basically, you can install something onto your browser, uh, uh, some sort of add-on, some sort of plug-in, something to, to make your experience using the browser different for whatever your purpose is. But sometimes that browser will start going onto your computer and start mining for cryptocurrency. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. And then they will take that cryptocurrency. So... Uh, 
But isn't that a good thing if Firefox is blocking that? Or yes. Okay. Uh, my question is why? Why didn't they do this to begin with? Why? Because it doesn't just extend. Why are they doing it, all this? It doesn't. To begin with? I will say this: it doesn't just extend to. Uh, sorry, it isn't. It isn't just centralized to cryptocurrency. It also goes out to everything. They they weren't doing this to begin with. If that well, makes maybe sense. He just figured out that it was now an issue. Maybe it was an issue before. We've had malware for the longest time. Yeah, I'm but, not talking about uh, maybe the, I know mal we've had malware for a long time, but maybe this specific malware. The, what they specifically were saying was not. I mean, in terms of cryptocurrency, there was crypto mining, but they were specifically saying uh, tracking malware, anything that was tracking where you were going, what you were doing, so on and so forth. Okay, then I don't know why they didn't do that. Early. Exactly. Sorry about that, but yeah, <laughs> that's my point. Well, I could tell you why. Sure. <laughs> or why I think. So. Please. Why I think so is because there's major mainstream businesses that still don't understand cryptocurrency and what the hell's going on. So I think the whole ad ban happened because everyone's like, "Oh shit, Google's doing it. I gotta do it." Or Facebook's doing it. I gotta do it. But I just think that no one knew knows what's going on. Like, what if they just got a team of cryptocurrency people that are now investigating all that shit? They're like, "Wow, we gotta protect our browser now because we're not paying attention." What if they just weren't paying attention? They probably weren't. I feel like a, I don't know. I feel like a lot of companies don't pay attention. This is off the heel though of 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 what's it called? Um, what's the Fox thing? MetaMask on Google got shut down. You can't use it as an add-on anymore. What? You know that? Yep. So now everyone moved to Firefox because it's available on Firefox. Yeah, they just did. Google just did that. Am I wrong? I'm no, pretty you're, sure I'm right. You're, you're uh, right. I I I think they knew. <laughs> so so maybe but. they did know. I don't know. It's it's sus. You know how do you know? It's you don't know. You don't know, but now you know. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> well, Firefox, thank you for finally knowing. Well, okay, good. How about that? I'm just giving you the other side of the coin here. There is no, side of, there's no other side of this there's, coin. I you think know malware exists. Yeah, but malware for cryptocurrency stuff, like who knows if like most of these people don't. Morgan Stanley didn't know what the hell crypto was. They might have, but now they're like, oh shit, we've got to get a team together. I'll say this. If Firefox uh, didn't know, if Firefox did not know, they are the biggest <laughs> deniers of anything on the face. They are just in complete just denial. Just stirring the pot. You stir that pot. All right, so moving on. Actually, we're going to talk about some uh, Dogecoin, our favorite uh, famous altcoin. Uh, uh, Daniel, what? And then we're actually going to segue off of Doge into Eminem, but let's start at Doge. Uh, let's start with Eminem. Oh, you want? Okay. That's where yeah. I want to start. Uh, Wendy, did you know that they, that they, uh, Eminem, uh, Eminem, one of Eminem's songs, not Eminem himself, but one of Eminem's song mentioned Bitcoin? Did it? Yeah. Yes. Today's new album, or when his album came his out. His new album came out, and the. Eminem, that one guy, that meme guy. <laughs> no, not him. It's not him. Um, uh, so this particular song is called "Not Alike." It's on his new. Uh, it's on his newest album, and he did a uh, he did a song with Royce, fifty nine. Where is it at? Sorry, Royce we, Da fifty nine. Before you play this clip, it's literally okay. one line, Wendy. But here's what my problem is: is that I was on Twitter, and I was fooled by the fud because everyone seemed to think that, in my eyes, from what I saw, that Eminem said this line, but he didn't actually say it in the song. And that's the point we're gonna make is that he actually didn't say the line. It was his uh, the person on the track with him, right? Yeah. So here we go. Take a listen. Remember, everybody used to bite nickel. Now everybody doing Bitcoin. So it's everybody used to bite nickel. Everybody's now doing Bitcoin. It's everybody used to bite nickel. Now everybody that's, doing Bitcoin. That's the line, Wendy. Royce Duff, fifty. Not by Eminem, um, but by. What do you think of that? <laughs> What do you, um, how do you okay, feel about so him mentioning it? It's probably going to sound really stupid. I'm going to say is when he's saying everybody used to bite nickel. Like, is he talking about like back in the day? When like when we used to, to use like currency, like fiat. Like, 
I, it's hard to earn money. I'm gonna be honest. I I think it's a drug reference. Is it? <laughs> I think I'm not too sure. Biting nickel was a testing I, gold. I, I understand or that. Or copper or whatever it was. Well, they used to because, like, back when my gra- my grandma was super old, and so well, she's not you know she's not here anymore. But she was saying like because uh, I used to say, what does it mean when you people are like biting money? Because I used to see yeah. that. And she's like, we we used to do that to make sure that the money was real or whatever. Yeah. That's, maybe I don't know if it's that reverence. It's probably is a drug. It probably reference. is that one. It's I not, think it's that a, one. I mean, I, it sounds My, a lot like that, but I, I, there's a small part of me that goes, I think it's a drug reference, but I'm not too sure. No, <laughs> so I can't say that. But but that's my wait. What's the that. line again? Let's just figure this I'll out. Say, I'll say I'll say it right now. Uh, it let me bring it out again. It's like a poem. Everybody right? used to bite nickel. Everyone used to bite nickel. It sounds everybody, to me like everyone. Everybody used to bite nickel. Yeah. Now everybody doing Bitcoin. Right. So I think he's definitely talking about like real money, like hard earned cash, like biting nickel, testing if it's real. Like definitely. Yeah. People are doing. People are. You know, this magic internet money, you guys. It is crazy. Yes. It's, if he was saying everybody was snorting coke and now everyone's buying Bitcoin, I don't know. He probably not, could have said that still. It's see, I don't. Anyways, I don't have enough. I don't have enough evidence to fight you, sir. So I'm going to say yes. <laughs> uh, the next, the next thing I want to talk about is Yahoo. Right. Oh yeah, we forgot Yahoo. You forgot Yahoo. It's all good. Uh, Yahoo is not uh, is now allowing users to trade Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and my favorite. Dogecoin. Aww. That's cute. <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, this is goes back to what Wendy was saying in terms of uh, um, no coiners. They're out there. They exist. We know them. They live among us. Want them? I want them to come to all of my meetups. Exactly. I want them. To, I want them to go to all of Wendy's meetups. I want them to go to every. You know. I want them to talk. I want them to be open. But I want us to welcome them. Wait. So. <laughs> so no this is important because when they come at you because i've done this in the past when they come at you saying oh <laughs> my buddy just told me this i just bought doge off of robin hood is that gonna go up oh. Oh. yeah yeah that was my reaction too i would <laughs> tell them though robin hood does have cool colored charts on their app <laughs> purple green and but, yellow but the point is when you laugh laugh internally don't laugh externally <laughs> oh me yeah just period and hey, I, I, la- I laughed externally when he told me this uh, yes, I've laughed to people before. Exactly. I was walking on the street not too long ago, and this guy's like, "Just got in the crypto, buying Ripple right now." I'm like, "But what really? did I do by doing this?" And 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 what do I what what does bringing up these two articles mean? It means that hey, you know what? Thank you, mainstream media, for coming on board, for talking about it at least, bringing up the issue. That's great. Now it's our turn as people who have been in this space for quite some time to educate properly. You know, bring down the hype behind. Yahoo now listing it and, and bringing down the hype that Eminem's song mentioned this, you know? Well, a lot of rappers are doing a good job. Like, I'm not into rap at all, but I feel like a lot of rappers are doing a good job by talking about crypto and they're talking about Bitcoin and different different things. So I think that that's helping too because rap is made, like, that is, like, the most popular type of music. So that is helpful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and 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 now we have to, you know, Correct them. Say, you know what? Calm it down. Whatever, and tell people like, you, I'm pretty sure if you're not, if you're using Yahoo, you can't take your coins off of there. Do you, do you know anything about that, Wendy? You know, I haven't, but I know with Robinhood, you can't. That's why I don't use that platform to trade at all because you literally you go on there and you can buy and then you can sell. And I don't even think you can. Like my sister, she she's she's a hodler and she has like very little little amount. And she bought, first bought her stuff on Coinbase, but she's like, oh, I'm gonna do it on Robinhood, blah blah. blah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. 
I was like, wait, I was like, if you do it on Robinhood, you can't move your coins. Like it's just to, it's just to trade. It's just like to buy and sell. So as far as that goes with Yahoo, I have no idea, no. but I probably cannot um, take them off. I would imagine. No, again, I don't like to talk about price, but Wendy, have you been by chance seen lately within the past week, Dogecoin's price chart? Uh, I can actually check because I have Coinigy open right now. Oh, sweet. Thank you for that one. Take a look at that one because, uh, and if you can tell me when this happened, um, I feel like it happened right after this Yahoo article came out. Dogecoin pumped. When was it? Was it on? Was it yesterday? It had to be a few days ago. A few days ago, because it looked like I'm looking at this big, beautiful green candle, and it yep. started pumping on the thirtieth. Yep, there you go, the thirtieth. And is it down? Um, yeah, we're totally correcting. We went, exactly. we pumped from, we went from thirty-five sats all the way up to about ninety-four, maybe higher, and now we are currently at where are we? About forty sets. We're at, no, we're at like sixty-eight right now. Okay, so here's here's my here's my thing is, if you didn't do your research and you immediately invested in Dogecoin on that green uh, when you're at the top of that green candle there, <laughs> why, why did you do that? Well, they did, the thing is, is they don't know. And like that, okay, yes. so when I first got into crypto and I talk about this a lot, I was a bag holder of so many. I'm a, I'm still a bag holder of so many projects. Like, And it sucks because they're not on Binance and I can't dust them. But I didn't, it just you don't know because you get FOMO and you get all excited and you go, you just, you want to buy and you just start buying and people have no idea. Like they see green and they see price pumping and they just buy. And that's not even, that's not even like a no coiner thing. That's like, that happens in our community because people just don't know. And that's why trading in TA is extremely yeah, but why would you do it with like why would anybody be holding doge the whole point of doge is the people it was a play money thing it was for you to practice people don't know though because exactly. it's not like they don't know that it's a meme coin they don't know i mean yes. even though it does have a like i've heard some of the stuff like the tech behind it is pretty good some like from what some people have said um i you know people they don't know like people just buy and they have no they have no idea and they also one thing too is like when i was a new trader or not even a new trader. When I first got into crypto, I saw things that were cheap, and I used to just, just to buy things that were cheap because they were cheap. Yeah. I had no idea. Like people don't know better, and I want to say this in the nicest way possible. But there's a lot of people that should not be investing. Exactly, and and so repeat. I will repeat. If you do not do your research, don't put in any money in that. Yeah. And like, don't even if you're, this is the thing too, like part of trading and part of investing is a lot is having gut feeling about something and being confident. If you are looking at something and you're like, mm, maybe I should buy it, but you don't know for sure. Don't just jump in and buy because that oh, you'll get wrecked. Like every single time you get wrecked, like me too, even when I trade now, if I FOMO into something and I buy it, I get wrecked. Like yeah. there's no, like you have to have a trading pattern. You have to have a journal. There's certain things that you need to do. Like it's not, it's work. Like, just trading on intuition like there are people that are lucky and that are really good at it not very not very many people it's not very common i don't know any of them <laughs> i know one person well i know a couple of people but you don't know who holds doge no 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 i don't know who who can just go off of their own I instinct to see when to doge buy a long time ago when it was like the meme coin do you still have it uh yep hold it proud yeah, but yeah. I, I hold it for fun. Yeah. If you know what you're holding it for. I'm not going to lie. That's, that's their own thing. That's one thing. I think I've mentioned it yeah. that I've had it before. It's fine. Wait. If you know what it's for, it's fine. Yeah. Would you buy it at? Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to say. Yeah. <laughs> space for a while. He's been I've been here for a long, long time. time so. um, but sp up. speaking of, you know, that's the past, Daniel. But I want to <laughs> move into kind of a topic that you want to talk about, Wendy, and that's the future of ICOs and or, or round about that topic. Uh, and I wanted to kind of throw it to you on that one and uh, open the floor there. 
Okay, cool. So I want to start off by saying I just start. I did my first ICO coin review um, today, actually. I recorded okay, okay. it. Um, and it was sponsored, so I was really excited about it. But one thing that I'm noticing as I'm starting to do these and I'm starting to, you know, expand with my YouTube channel is that I see these roadmaps that are great. That's great that these companies, they have ideas, they have plans, they have roadmaps, but also they are not reporting what, like they're reporting a certain, they have like a, like a, like a circle graph, like a pie chart, and they're reporting how much they're giving, they're going to use for like for market, like for this and that. But they're not giving you a dollar amount, and they're not really breaking it down too intensively. And I feel as a community, like we see this with traditional um, stocks and bonds, which I've spoke I spoke about this a little bit earlier in the in the show. But we see that you have like with S with SEC law, you have to report different earnings at different times, and that's why they have Bloomberg terminals that report all these things and the salaries and this this company this and Kellogg's did this, whatnot. But should we, and I know we're decentralized and I know everybody's very particular about that and we're proud that we're decentralized, but as a, as a community, should we start reporting all these things? Should we, should these companies be held accountable for how much they're spending and what they're spending and what they're spending it on? Like, should we start doing that or should we just keep going the way we are and just have these roadmaps and be like, okay, well, we're going to raise Fifty million dollars, and we're gonna we're gonna you know Q one we're gonna make an app. It's gonna be in beta in Q two. We're gonna like change the colors on our app in Q three. We're gonna like let people test it and in Q four. It's gonna be alpha. It's gonna be done. It's gonna be out. But in the meantime, should these companies and ICOs should they be accountable for the money that they've raised? And should they be like, okay, well we raised this much, so we're gonna spend ten thousand on marketing and five thousand on legal or or whatnot? Like, what? How do you guys feel about that? Yeah, I mean. Listen, now we're opening up the, de- the debate between uh, should there be regulation or should there not be regulation? Uh, and the question I feel I'm always for in this case, I'm for regulation in terms of the uh, in terms of ICOs, in terms of people who are uh, promising a business, so to speak. Well, be- let me let me rephrase that. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as regulation, I understand that there's going to eventually be some sort of regulation. But I'm saying as a community, should these companies, should we as a community, should should it not be like the law aside, but ethically, should we be like, you know, we want to see how much you're spending. We want an expense sheet. We want to report. We want an annual report on what you're spending your money on. Because this is, oh. a, as invest, investors, this is our money we're putting into the company. Like. You know, should should we start demanding these things from different ICOs or just let them continue to do what they're doing? Uh, so I think that this more and more this opens me to to believing how we are really in this dot com boom similarity with new ICOs and how there were these new websites and new businesses coming out of left field. So I feel like. It's just like 2017, a lot of ICOs got really lucky at not having any proof of utility or any proof of product and getting paid for it. Uh, I think that regulation's important. And you know we're in America, so there's no way around the SEC right now. They're going to come after people. They are. Uh, um, America aside, uh, in, in, in answer to Wendy's question, I would say we can, do, we can and we should. I'm we, no, sorry. We should and we can, more likely. We can do it now. We can vote. No, I'm not talking. But like, what are you saying that we I'm, can regulate? No, we can self-regulate. I think we can, uh, but I'm not talking about like voting like in politics. I'm talking about with your with your money, like governance essentially with these projects. No, or? our own money. Basically, you need to right now. You have to do your research, and in future ICOs that are being proposed, 
we can demand this and we don't invest into anything until we get this until we're happy and satisfied with what they're providing us information wise does that make sense um because it's something that can be done now right there are votes that are happening in communities right now and a lot of them uh and we can easily hold off hold off our money until we get all those things if you're if you're if you feel that you can trust something enough to invest all your money into it that's that's on you but i play i try to play it safe if and that that would just mean that we have to talk about it more in the community and like crypto twitter and instagram on reddit on discord telegram everywhere let me get this straight you're saying we shouldn't give these icos any money until they have proven some sort of roadmap like reaching their roadmap goals then you pay them well because what wendy is saying is that we should demand to know what's happening with the money correct yeah, because I feel like we are giving that like I've never invested directly into an ICO. I've always bought in things like after they've been at the market. But I feel like there's so many companies out there, like so many ICOs to where they have these great, fantastic plans and they're giving us these roadmaps, but some of them aren't making good on it. And I kind of want to know like where they're spending their money. Like I just I want to know where they're spending the money. And it's possible. And we can we can we can do it. It's possible. So in my eyes, the answer is we gotta regulate. You can self-regulate as much as you can, but we need help eventually. You want they want mass adoption. Governments are adopting in other countries. Why can't America start adopting? I we think need, I think we can self-regulate. You're gonna self-regulate as uh, regulate as far as you can. Yeah. As far as you can. But the By being a smart investor. Right. But we also want the, the smart money is you follow the smart money. The smart money is not going to invest in BitConnect. Let's well, be honest. That's not true. Pe- smart people invested in BitConnect do, do and you, got fraud. What do you think about that, Wendy? Do you think smart people invested in BitConnect? I think so. Oh, I think a lot of smart people invested in BitConnect. Why? That was a scam for the beginning. I went to the Coin Talks thing, mm-hmm. and he said to me, "We're doing this event to bring people that speak about the space in a positive way." But he also said BitConnect had a conference with the famous guy screaming BitConnect. That was a conference people went to, mm-hmm. paid money for, and got scammed. So there were definitely normal people in crypto that might not have, might have believed in their stuff and got scammed, dude. They were big. You, you personally, me, did not because I didn't believe what yeah, they were doing. I. <laughs> but people, smart people that weren't educated got probably scammed. That's a weird sentence. Like, I, I mean, educated smart- in crypto that just jump in and see BitConnect are like, you can you can invest in this. Well, yeah, I think even think smart people with education, they invested in it because it seemed too good to be true. Because I remember when I first got in, I saw it and I was asking my mentor, I'm like, um, should I invest? Like, sh- is this a project I should be looking into? And they're like, no, don't even. No, don't even. But I think it just I think I think what happens is I think humans by nature, we get greedy. We get excited. We see money. We see green candles and we start chasing them. But at the end of the day, we we need to be responsible and we need to really be careful what we invest in. And if we're not sure, and this goes back to what I said about trading, if you are not sure about a position and you don't have reasons to why it makes sense when you're writing your reasons down in your journal, do not invest. Thank you. That's excellent advice. Um, yeah, listen, that, and that, uh, right now there is no regulation. That's one of the reasons why we're even doing this, this podcast. Um, I mean... Do the people that we interview, are they are they at the top? Are they just beginning? Most of the time they're just beginning, but the reason why we, in, we, we interview them, the whole thing that we hope that you get out of it, you, the audience, get out of it, is that you understand the technology at least. You, get, you, you know what they're trying to do behind the scenes and trying to achieve. 
and me, you can monitor it. Let me interrupt you about that. Yeah, go for it. The reason why I want to uh, interrupt and say about as far as the technology goes, to the technology of what we're trying to do, what a lot of these projects are trying to do in this space, I do not understand like 90% of it because it is not tangible. I do not have a tech brain. Like my brain doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. I, the, I think when analyzing products, and most people don't, most people are not tech savvy. They don't know about all the, the technical stuff. They don't really... Like like basic blockchain, I can explain it, but actually understanding the algos and like how- oh yeah no we 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 stay far away from that because that's 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 also we completely agree with you on that it's really difficult to understand. What I'm saying, like as far as understanding the technology, I think like when I look at projects and when I want to invest in something, I look at their use case, and then the second thing I look at is mass adoption. I say, okay, well you guys have this idea. But how can my mom use this? How can my sister use this? How can my cousins use it? How are you guys, is your app seamless? Do people know that they're going to be using the blockchain? Do you have something that some that somebody with zero tech, tech experience is going to, zero tech experience has, can they use your project? And that's when I invest in things, that's what I look at. That's Beautiful. That was everything. I can't say that any better. That was beautifully said. Actually, and that's what we're and that's what we're hoping to also get out of this as well. What we're trying to push out there as well. Yeah, because it's like it's not. I mean, technology is great, but at the end of the day, do you know how your computer works? Do you know how the internet <laughs> yeah. works behind the scenes? Do you know how your credit card works when you swipe your credit card or ATM card somewhere? Like, and you if know? you don't, you probably should know that, and you should probably figure that so, out. So, <laughs> I actually did an interview, and I remember he said that back in the like early days when internet started, people would say, "I work in internet." No one says that anymore. Today we say I work in blockchain. And I think that is kind of similar. I think yeah. I always like that analogy because eventually you, you can go on LinkedIn and say, oh, I'm a blockchain developer now. But in the future, it's going to be so yeah, we're going to figure out what happens and where we're going with all this stuff. And I think that it's always a good topic right now. ICOs will always be a hot button topic for our next few years until we really see what's going to happen. I mean, we honestly have no idea but i mean if there's more positive ico companies out there there's definitely positive companies that have use cases and and are planning on you know becoming a real thing and that's what we're looking for so well, my, like um, my project that i'm working on we're not going to do an ico and that's the reason excellent. why we're doing an ico is because we don't need we feel that we don't need one we need i think we need to raise like like two hundred thousand dollars that we're going to be we're looking out to angel investors for but we are not doing an ico because we have we feel that our product is going to do our 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 um our website our blockchain project is going to do so well it's not going to need one i feel that's great and it's safer for the people absolutely exactly. Like the only person is like, well, like obviously we do need investors and we need money because there's costs to stuff. Like we have, we have a team of devs that are working on our, that our project, but at the same time, it's like, we don't need $50 million to do this. Like we need $200,000 and that's just to pay the basic costs for legal and marketing and all that type of stuff. So, I mean, and we actually, we, le- we legit have a really awesome use case and problem that we're going to be able to solve. So yeah, That's awesome. Looking forward to hearing more about that. I think you need ICOs for all this fancy stuff. Like mm-hmm. if people are passionate about their project, like this, like I have my brand that I manage. I'm in school. I have family. There's things I do. And my project is something we're doing on the side. And both my partners and I, um, they both have full-time jobs and they're both doing stuff. And this is like a side thing. Like if you have a, a blockchain project, like I understand it takes a lot of work because I'm going through it and I'm doing it. But at the same time too, it's like you, you know, you do, you try and do as much much as much as you need like yourself like 
and just try to get it done. And then you don't need this, these crazy amounts of money to do it. Like, and the, the members on the team, they should be responsible too. be like, you know, this is my baby. Like, and one of the, like in our investment packet, we are, we are saying we're going to forfeit our first like six month salary just so we can put it towards marketing or put it towards whatever else. So we can get the project going. So we, so we can ask for less money. And I think that's what a lot of teams aren't doing is they get greedy and like, oh, well, I want they want the money now. They want it fast. But at the end of the day, if you have a good project and you're confident in your project and you know your project is going to be around for longer, you don't need that 50 million dollars. Yeah. And to to put it in terms for like investors, people like like us who want to be a part of that. I as somebody who doesn't have a whole lot of money, as somebody who's just kind of wanting to have a decent future when I'm investing. No, I would rather wait until it's a more solid project. I would rather wait to see it prove itself and before before I do something. So it, it, when it comes down to me, um, that's a great thing to hear that a, that a, that, a, that an IC, that a company that a new company is trying to do their own token without doing an ICO. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> Wendy, thanks so much for actually. It's been a while since we could talk about like current topics because we've. Like we said at the top, we had a lot of interviews. So thanks for uh, obviously sharing your topic and joining us on Block News. Because I have a very special, you know, uh, part of the show for guest hosts. And of course, uh, Daniel and I have uh, everyone's favorite crypto game show. And that's Shitcoin or Pokemon. Shitcoin or Pokemon. And uh, I... I think you know how to play this, but I'm just it's very simple. There are 14 guesses. No one has guessed all 14 correctly. To win, you must guess all 14. But we do have a scoreboard leaderboard of the bragging rights of how many you can get correct. Bitcoin Bell is at 12. She's still winning. That means she got 12 out of 14, Wendy. Correct. That is amazing. Uh, I'm at 10. Uh, Crypto Breakfast, uh, who was our first contestant, had nine. Allcoin Sarah, nine. Crypto Stash, seven. Crypto Sky Podcast 7, and then BitBoy, or our favorite uh, crypto BitBoy, uh, is at 6. So okay, Wendy, are you ready? Do you know? Let's make sure you know the rules. Yeah, so are you, like, you're going to tell me. <laughs> no worries. I will explain it right now, Wendy, on this next edition of... Shitcoin or Pokemon! Very simple. I say a name. You tell me if it is a shitcoin or a Pokemon, Wendy. Are you ready for today? Yes, I am. I am the shitcoin whisperer, so... Um. <laughs> Then here we go. Your first name is Frillish. Um, Pokemon. Correct. One. Cider. Oh, shitcoin. Very good. Correct. Two. Ambium. What is it? Ambium. Uh, Pokemon. Correct. Three. Drapion. Drapion? Correct. Um, Pokemon. Correct. Nice. Four. Sapien. Oh, I want to say shitcoin. Correct. Five. Centaur. Centaur? Yes. I want to say shitcoin. Correct. Wow, that's six in a row. Picuño. What is it? Picuño. Um, let's say Pokemon. Shitcoin. All right, one wrong. Six right. Yuki. Yuki? Yes. Yuki. Yes. He's somebody on Twitter, though. Is it a shitcoin or a Pokemon? It's a shitcoin or Pokemon. Let's say Pokemon. (laughs) Shitcoin. Oh. (laughs) Themis. Pokemon. (laughs) Shitcoin. (laughs) Yamask. Shitcoin. Pokemon. Six correct still. Scrafty. Oh, Pokemon. Correct. Seven right. 
Kino. Shitcoin. Correct. Seabit. Eight. Um, shitcoin. Correct. Darsik. Nine. Shitcoin. Correct. Congratulations, Wendio. You have 10 correct answers. That means you tied second with me at 10. Wow. Good job. That's a lot. That's good. Most of the time, people that don't know Pokemon do really well at this game. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for playing. Uh, It's been a while since we've been able to play, so I hope you had fun on Shit Corner Pokemon. I actually, Cider was like my first coin that pumped like super, super hard, so I was really excited when you guys brought that up. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, um, we can't thank you enough for coming on. Before we go, though, I want to be able to have you tell our fans and other people that might be listening where they could find you uh, and maybe future events coming that we should know about and stuff like that. Okay, so you can find me. I am on YouTube, Crypto Indio, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, InvestFeed, Twitter. I am literally everywhere. I would It would mean the world to me if you guys subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm trying to get that really up and cranking really good content out. And I on there, I provide um, interviews, ICO reviews, coin reviews, and I do a lot of TA educational stuff. Um, as far as events I have going on, I have four that are coming up just right now. So in September on this weekend on Saturday, I'm doing I'm presenting for Smart Cash over at Crypto Space in San Pedro. I believe it, the event is from six to eight. Nice. And pizza and all kinds of adult beverages delicious delicious the pizza is the best yeah and pineapple pizza and olives only of course okay (laughs) the next next event is going to be on 922 it's going to be at cosmic brewery i think believe in torrance and it's going to be in the afternoon from one to four rumor has it john bollinger a creator of the bollinger bands is going to be there Hmm. Um, i know bella is going to be there too myself we've had her Um, on yeah so you guys have to come too so that's 920 that is a Saturday in the afternoon. Um, 9.29 is going to be my Tradings Basics meetup over at Crypto Space in San Pedro. It is a, or no, 9.28. It's a Friday night. And that is going to be from, um, I believe, 7 to 8.30, where I'm going to go ahead and like do educational stuff, like teach about support and resistance, all that fun stuff. And yeah, then after that, we're going to have cocktails, um, and it's all going to be sponsored by Crypto Space. And then and then 11.1 is going to be my big meetup um, with Ken Bosak. We're celebrating his 30th birthday. It's going to be November 1st, and Morecoin is sponsoring it, and it's going to be at their venue, um, The Blind Pig, which is off the strip. And it's probably going to be 7 to 10, and it's going to be after WCC. So yeah, that awesome. is a lot. That's awesome. That's you're getting you're getting deep into that I stuff. Lo- I love your how like you like you know you're out doing things. I love that. And we're gonna be at more events. We're trying really hard to make an effort at making sure that we're gonna be showing up to especially Los Angeles events. So yeah, or Las Vegas events. Or I mean, we'll be there for sure. Understand everybody has family and you guys have stuff to do, but the events at Crypto Space they are family friendly. Like if you want to bring your wives and your kids or like whatever, come down. Like Crypto Space is they're a really awesome space. They're the only legal OTC desk in the United States. They will if you are no pointer, you have no crypto, or you are a new person in the space and you need help, they will help you set up wallets. They will help you make your first transaction. You they they're they're OTC desks. They're over the counter desk. Like their fees are minimal. Really awesome team. Hmm. So, yeah, go down there. Go see them there in San Pedro. Definitely. That's interesting. We'll have to go down there. Yeah. yeah. Well, before we uh, hop out, we also want to add on, folks, thank you all so much for joining us. Continue to subscribe, rate, review us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And also, we are at the Coin Boys Podcast on Twitter, Coin Boys Cast on Instagram. You can email us at thecoinboys at thecoinboys.com. Wendy, thanks so much again for coming on. We really appreciate it. 
Thank you guys have, I'll see you guys soon. Have a great rest of the evening. Thanks. Yeah.